Welcome back to... Uh, was I in on that? <laughs> That's so great. I hope I was, it sounds really good. I was trying to catch you off guard. I hope it sounds really good. I hope you're amazed, because that will not happen ever again. Never. Ever again. Never. You will never hear that voice. <laughs> I hope so. You'll just hear it this way. You won't hear it in that that state. I was just trying to, to make sure you were ready. That's so weird, because like I can actually hear myself now. So, yeah, it's a big moose. Got a splitter that actually works. Yeah, it's and about I time. and I hear my voice. <laughs> Man, it sounds weird. I haven't been able to hear it. For those who ha- don't know, I haven't been able to hear it for I don't know a while now. I would it's say been like what a couple months. Yeah, something like that. Because we got a splitter, didn't work. Don't know why. Just, it doesn't make sense. But this one does, so we're not going to question it. And we got a new mixer. This isn't it. You're not listening to the new mixer. Nope. Because this one is set up and we were like, why would we tear it down now? Let's just record the episode, then we'll tear it down. So, But we did get a new one. So now all the equipment we have in here is ours. Oh, sorry. It's actually Jackson's because I haven't paid it <laughs> yet. I'm going to take it all. <laughs> no, just the mixer board. Yeah, mixer board is the only <laughs> thing. Everything else is caught up and we're, we're vibing. We are like full speed ahead. Nothing holding us back. This no Pepsi fun. is fighting me over here. Your Pepsi's holding you back. So I don't drink Pepsi often, but I was at the gas station a few minutes ago, and I was just like, I walked by the cooler, and I'm like, dang. Dang. You look good in there. <laughs> so uh, I'm drinking a Pepsi, and it's it's fighting back. Well, that's the bubblies for you. It's fighting back. Welcome back to Coffee in Christ. A normal episode. Yeah. No guests. No live studio audience. Although that was really cool. That was fun. And I wish you could have like seen it from our position. That was... Have you heard about Judah? Or not? Yeah. Hey, guys. This is the day fighting back. Judah and the twins. No. They're doing it. They're, they're creating their own podcast. Are they? That's going to be so cool. It's called Three Peas in a Pod. That's adorable. I know, isn't it? That's so cool. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. That's so cute. So they're just gonna do it at their house, or I guess like kind of just like meet each other's house, or I guess so. Wow. But yeah, that we our podcast inspired them to create their own. Did like Lindsay come up to you and just like, yeah, really? Mm -hmm. That's so cute, man. Inspiring. That's what it's all about. Inspiring the youth and the youths. So all of our audience out there, please go give three peas in a pod. A listen. Are they like up and ready? Are they going? I don't think so. I just sent like links of what microphones and stuff to order. So, what well, did you send them like these or just like the blue? Those no, Yeti the blue ones. Yeti ones. I think those would be fine. Those lasted a long time. You never know if it's just a phase. True. Or maybe they'll want to keep doing it. True. Yeah. Maybe at that point we'll just send these down to them. Yeah. They need to be our hand me downs. Yep. So, yep. Wow. Three, three peas in a pot. I don't know what they're talking about exactly. But that's just that's a cute name. It is cute. That is a really good name. It is cute. Like so kids come up with things so easily. I know. I mean, I and feel I like fight. it took us forever to do Coffee and Christ. I know. We don't even have coffee anymore. That's true. Just Christ and Pepsi. Christ and Pepsi <laughs> and some water and that's it. <laughs> that, that's it. I would so. love to start doing the coffee thing. When you get a coffee pot back here. It'll be good. I just, I mean, I just feel like it's a waste if you just make one, like, little cup, because you just sit there and stare at me while I drink coffee. But I'm going to force myself 
to start, I promise, starting next week. It's getting cooler. Really? Starting Tuesday when we go back to work. Well, if I'm there. Or Wednesday. Because I might be in Florida. Yeah. But Wednesday. I won't be there. I won't even see you do it. Well, I'm going to have me a warm cup of joe. I've never seen you do it. Why don't you wait another week? Just kidding. Don't. Why wait? Do it today. Why wait? Man, we're going to tie that in at the very end. You just wait. Why wait, Dylan? I mean, we could. We could make some tonight. Oh, I'm going to make some tonight. But there better be some creamer somewhere. I'm sure they have some in the youth room. I'm, I'm sure. If I'm not, not about to. Dollar General ain't far. Lap up that dark warm water. Black water. I used to drink black coffee as a middle schooler. Really? To make myself feel pretty cool. But I mean, I fought it. Like, I fought it that, like, I would drink a little bit and I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I used to drink it with Nanny on Sunday mornings before church. Hey. I would get a whole cup down black. Hey, I'd just be like, <laughs> that's how I started. I drank it with Poppy in the mornings. Mm-hmm. That's how I started. You just, you just let off. I just put the hammer down and kept going on it. Yeah. So that's my goal is to next week begin drinking some warm cup of Joe. Well, you see, Dylan drinks coffee. Just we're getting to the black coffee part. I love coffee. Yeah. I love coffee. In and town. sugar. Yeah. And <laughs> pieces of cookie in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, in town. Whatever is in that. Yeah. In town, if you're like in the Cookville area, you got to go check out Vertical. Great coffee, not sponsored, but great coffee. I would love if they would sponsor Great us. coffee and great folks. Yeah, they're all very nice, and they make some pretty good sweet drinks, I would mm-hmm. say that. So, me and Dylan partake quite often. So, uh, but we're getting to the black coffee, and that's where, that's where the money's made. I want to be like Barry Daniel. I, I think just, every man should aspire to be like Barry Daniel. I want to sip on that black coffee all day. He would be, you know what? I need to get a list. I'm going to make notes right now of some great guests. Right now, Brandon Pruitt's at the top, and oh, two yeah. is Barry Daniel. Mm-hmm. What up? I'm, I'm making a list right now. You keep going. Make a list and check it twice. So <laughs> It's almost Christmas, guys. It's we September are. 1st. We, oh, man. <laughs> How many days is that? That's like... I skip over fall. Um, it's what, four months, three months? I got this. Hang on. I skip over fall. I love fall. I love something good in the crock pot while the ESPN noise plays in the background on Saturdays. Right. But, because I'm just a Christmas junkie. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. All right. Let's see. Christmas. Um... Hang on, I want a really... Oh, you want the countdown? I like want a minute, count. All right, here we seconds. go. 114 days, 6 hours, 19 minutes, and 10 seconds. Wow. Yep. Guys, you heard it here first. Yep. Ring the bells. Let's figure out what my elf name would be just while we're here. Real quick, elf name will do me and Jackson. Okay. Okay, ready. you ready? I'm so ready. So mine, my elf name... Is, ha, frosty glitter nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's a it's a killer right there. All right, let's see what yours is. All right, all right, all right. 
Um, how do you do this? Like, how are you, are you just put in your name and they're yeah. randomly... Di- oh, man. Put in your first and last name. We got to, like, find, like, a quiz or something like that. All right. My... Your name is Drumstick Cookie Dough. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> That's just... Yeah. We got to find, like, a quiz or something like that. Um, that would be the way to go. Where we can, quiz? Like, where we can, like... What's your favorite like holiday meal, and it kind of like derives it from there, or maybe that's like a certain character. I know they've taken like office quizzes like that. Right. Is there a biblical one? Probably. Can we find out what biblical. Or never mind. That might be a rabbit hole. Real quick, we're not going to do all fifteen questions. How about the first five? Five go. What year was Elf on the Shelf launched? Two thousand fourteen. Easy. Okay, that's not. That's not a. <laughs> that's not an answer. <laughs> Two thousand three. Nope. Two thousand seven. Nope. Two thousand five. Nope. Or 2009. Nine. Easy. <laughs> you went 14 easy. <laughs> okay. Is it right? Um, well, it's not going to tell us till the end. Oh, well, it's whatever. We'll find out. Later. Which actor played the part of Buddy in the movie Elf? Uh, Will Ferrell. Go. Yeah, that's easy. It easy. Wasn't... All right. Well, should we do all 15 questions real quick? If we hurry, yes. All right. In 1984, which of these songs was number one in the charts for five weeks? Oh, it's Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. It's not there. Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas, Wham, Last Christmas, Elton John, Step Into Christmas, or Shaken Stevens, Merry Christmas, Everyone. Wham. You sure? I have no idea. I don't either. I was going to go with Elton John. That would be a good one, but I'm going Wham. Go Wham. What is the title of the Ed Sheeran and Elton John's Christmas song? I have no Kiss idea. Kiss Me Under the Mistletoe, Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, Everyone, or Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas, sure. All right. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's Happy Christmas, I think. Oh, is it? Okay, just go for it, yeah. What is Santa Claus's character's name in the movie Miracle on 34th Street? Chris? Christopher Kringle? Yes. Nicholas Cage? Chris Kringle or Sam Claus? Chris Kringle, for sure. Is this a waste of time? Should I stop? I had probably, but we're in it too deep. What percentage of the world's population celebrates Christmas? 12. Nope. 35, 55, 45, or 65? Uh, 45. All right. We're on the home stretch. In the movie Home Alone, when are the McAllisters going on vacation? When they, or where are they going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? Which one? Is it the first one? It just says... It's Paris. Yeah. It, it just says Home Alone. So I'm assuming the first one. Yeah, it's Paris or either New York. New Which York country did eggnog come from? Germany, United States, Canada, or England? United States. We love our eggnog. When did Frost see the snowman? Ah, that would be a terrible question reader. What did Frosty the Snowman do when a magic hat was placed on his head? He jump, sang. Jump up and down, he whistled, he began to dance, or he clapped his hands. Began the dance. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to sing the song in my head, and I can't. Five more. Okay. Which country started the tradition of putting up a Christmas tree? England, Canada, United States, or Germany? Germany. I think it was Germany. That sounds about right. They, hang, they used to hang their trees upside down. Really? That's what I heard. That's weird. What was the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time? Elf, The Grinch, Home Alone, or The Santa Claus? Oh man, that's such a hard one. I'm gonna say, I have to say Elf, but Home Alone is like really tucking down my my coattails here. We'll say Elf. Yeah, I like Elf better. Um, what is the best selling Christmas song ever? Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Oh yeah. I told Andrea today that Mariah Carey was defrosting. <gasps> <laughs> She's defrosting. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> Which country is the largest exporter of Christmas trees? 
huh? England, Canada, the United States, or Germany? For some reason, Canada is speaking to I me. Was Trees. All right, two more questions. Okay, go, 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 go. What is the chemical formula of snow? Oh, my gosh. H2O, H2O, or O2? H2O. There you go. Chemistry. Um, the Grinch is as cuddly as a what? As a teddy bear? No. Cheese grater? Ooh. Puppy dog or cactus? Cactus. All right, let's see cuddly how we did. Cuddly as a cactus. Let's see how we did. We oh, we made a sixty. Hey, we got that's... nine out of them right. Nine out of fifteen. You know what? I'm okay with that. The Elf on the Shelf was two thousand five. Take it. Um, not fourteen for sure. In 1984, the song that was number one for five weeks, Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas. Uh, what? You were right. The title of the Ed Sheeran and Elton John song was Merry Christmas. I was... I, and I was wrong. I didn't know it. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm the one that changed your answer. Ooh, eggnog did not come from the U.S. It came from England. Really? Um, the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. Was it Home Not Elf. It was The Grinch in 2018. Really? The new Grinch. Huh. I don't believe in Santa anymore. Why? Because the best-selling Christmas song ever is not Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. Who is it? Bing Crosby, White Christmas. Okay. Interesting. And that's it. Wow. So glad we could waste your time for five minutes doing a Christmas quiz. That was Drumstick, Cookie Dough, and... Glittery uh, snowflake something. something. So anyway, now Christmas is 114 days, six hours, 12 <laughs> minutes, and 46 <laughs> seconds away. Merry Christmas, Jackson. Tell us about your week. Uh, so real quick, the week's been great. It's been kind of, uh, you know, last week it was super duper hot. And it's now kind of mild off just a tiny bit. You know, we're kind of leaning more towards more mild. But I think it's going to be in the 80s the rest of the week. And the mid to high 80s. Which is no fun, no bueno, um, but I'm looking forward to fall. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I love fall. You, are you taking your flannels out of storage? They're defrosting. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, take it away. <laughs> um, my week has been very, I mean, normal, I guess. Yeah. Sold my house. Had a boy. So Snaps. I am homeless, actually. Technically. And just got a phone call that the lot that I was going to buy, it fell through. So now I have nowhere to go. Now you're a landless. So uh, that always makes you feel good at night when you close your eyes. You can always come stay <laughs> in my room. Thanks. I appreciate it. I don't think we're going to have enough closet space, but we'll make something work. Oh, my. I would not. <gasps> Actually, I have a spell be- spare bedroom. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe I'll come move in with the Worst comes to worst, be like, hello, everyone. <laughs> hey, guys. Just going to stay here till whenever. Next year. Yeah, whenever anyway. it comes up. You know, just, you just yeah, tell me. That was about... <laughs> The extent of my week has well, been all revolving around um, my house right. and the coordinating a disaster relief trip. Our team that's true, yeah, is yeah, yeah. leaving today. Just and a few then, minutes ago, yeah, moment, moments before, approximately seventeen minutes ago. Yeah, close to Jackson it. helped them load their Penske truck and they left. Mm. And then I'm going Monday. Yep, evening. Yep, driving, so driving all night. Pray for all of them. So, pray for Dylan, especially driving all night. Well, Ty'll be there. Okay. Well, good. But still, pray for him. It's a big undertaking. So anyway, we are in Proverbs chapter 3. Trace. Starting in verse 13. Would I'll you put, like me to read? You know what? I would love that. 
I'll go through 18. Do it. It says, Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding for the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. A long life is in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of um, pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. Take it away, Penny. Blessed. So we kind of remember what happened last week. We talked about a really popular theme of trusting in the Lord, and that's not the end of it, with all your heart. You know, and, and if you do, you know, you find this wisdom, and we just kind of read right there how precious it is. Um, I like how personally how like Solomon personifies her as wisdom being as uh, the tree of life. You know, uh, it's kind of like when you're pursuing this wisdom, when you're, and when you more importantly take hold of it, you got it. It's like you're being transformed or transported. I don't, I don't know the correct word, but you're like back in the Garden of Eden. You know, this isn't the only time that Solomon's going to use the tree of life, but it's amplifying that wisdom is all the help you ever going to need to walk righteously with God. Much like how Adam and Eve did it in the garden. They had everything at their disposal because God was there with them. And obviously, we know how the story went. Things turned bad. And now we're trying to get back to that. And a way for us to get back to that walking with God again in the garden of Eden, everything's perfect, is to trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, you you see here, um, as Jackson was talking to this, you know, Solomon is kind of personifying here happiness, right? And trusting in God's wisdom and God's understanding, it results in, you know, living a life that's that's happy. So what is temporary happiness and what is true happiness? You know, temporary happiness is something that... You know, okay, this is a dumb example, but it just came to my head. Temporary happiness is when I walk into the gas station. And get a Pepsi. (laughs) And this Pepsi is staring back at me and going, yeah. And I'm like, get me. Yeah. You know, or I love like slushies. I love frozen things. So like you go to Sonic, you get like a Route 44 Powerade slush on a hot day. That's happiness. Okay, but temporary, right? So what is this? Is this exactly the same happiness that Solomon is referring to? Not necessarily. He's he's talking about, you know, how blessed will be. Blessed are the ones who seek the wisdom and understanding from God. Describes this heavenly bliss stemming from being right with God. Right? So let's put it into this scenario. How does it feel, Jackson... Okay. Ready. How does it feel to be broke? Like for you to be like, I have no money. I have less than a hundred dollars in my checking account. How does that feel? So like helpless. It's kind of scary. Like it. I mean, like you're kind of like just in a state of what I do. Right. And you can't, you can't feel like you can do anything either because then you're like, what if I lose that hundred bucks? Like it'd be, it's very scary. Do you, do you think about very often like, Going through the Chick Fil A drive-through and getting something if you're hungry. 
No, not I just really. do it. You just because you don't have to work. And I'm not saying that me and Jackson are rich by any means, but it's been a long time, approximately since college, that I used to like budget every single penny that I had. Yeah. You know, but that feeling is not good. You know, it kind of feels, or maybe if you've ever been in a lot of debt. And, you know, in college, my life was brought to you by a Discover credit card. And, you know, it's because I, I worked at the church I, and I didn't make that much money. And so, like, I would buy my groceries, I would buy food, I would buy everything on my credit card. And I'm like, with, like, no intentions of paying it back. Not anytime soon because I didn't have the money. That's not a good feeling. Like, you don't really think about it when you're in the moment. But when you, like, go home at night, it's kind of like something sitting on your chest. You know, you're just like, oh, man, that's stressful. You know, so that's not a good feeling. But what about when you have more than enough money? I mean... <laughs> you don't worry about things. Yeah, for real. You just, right? Sure, go buy that car. I, I'll never forget when... I was like financially well enough to pay off all my credit card debt. Like both credit cards, zero balances, stayed zero balances, unless I wanted to buy something and I'd pay it back. But that was like a feeling of, whew, that's happiness. Whenever you don't have something in the back of your mind, you know, eating away at you, or, you know, not necessarily just because you cry doesn't mean you're not necessarily happy. Maybe you're not happy in the moment. But your general life is happy. So what is the happiness? Why are we blessed if we find wisdom? Well, it's because we're understanding that our true blessings come from knowing that when this life is over, that we're going to be in the presence of Jesus. You know, and that in reality, nothing really matters here. Because you're not, you know, it's like whenever you're, you know, at a restaurant and you know you're going to get dessert. That's my favorite part of the whole meal. I love sweet food. I love cakes and cookies and all the things, as you can tell by my figure. But. Some people have never seen you. <laughs> I'm chubby. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the whole time I'm eating my regular dinner. I think about the dessert. That cookie at the end. Because I'm like, man, that's so exciting. That's the way Christians feel, or that's the way I feel when I go through life. Not because I'm perfect, not because I have everything figured out, but because I know that there's something better coming. And that's the happiness that Solomon is trying to instill in his son here that, listen, if you find wisdom, you're going to be blessed. And it's going to profit you Far more than money, because money is something we think about as we hold money very highly, right? We'll do just about anything for the right price. My dad says everything is for sale. So, My dad's the same way. I mean, money is a driver of our life. And he's saying, Solomon's saying, if you can understand and grasp this wisdom, then it will profit you far more than silver. So I'll let you continue reading there in verse 19. Okay. Picking up verse 19. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the, deep, the deeps broke open and the clouds dropped down the dew. My son, do not lose sight in these 
uh, in these, keep sound wisdom and discretion, and they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is, when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, Go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. Do not envy a man uh, of violence and do not choose any of his ways. For the devious person is an abomination to the Lord. But the upright are in his confidence. The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked and he bless the dwelling of the righteous. Towards the scorners he is scornful, but to the humble he gives him uh, gives favor. The wise will inher- inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. Sorry, I was looking for a place to stop there. And I was like, just it's keep right. going. <laughs> it's okay. So I think I've just to kind of start it off in verse 19. I find it very interesting when he said, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth, uh, by understanding he established uh, the heavens. You know, you see, God is wisdom. We've talked about it since the beginning. It's an attribute of God. And yet, he separately uses wisdom to find or to found the earth. You know, this section kind of shows that the wisdom that directs life is the same wisdom that created the universe. And this theme, you know, we're just going to keep picking it back up through the entire book. But, you know, but to obtain this wisdom means we are in, you know, harmony with creation. When we operate our lives outside of this wisdom, then we are breaking the rules that hold everything together. Because God used this wisdom that he is entrusted, you know, if we trust him, that we also obtain to found the earth. You know, with God's creative wisdom, you can kind of see it working in very, you know, big details and maybe even the smallest ones, um, you know, like establishing the heavens. You know, it's crazy to think that physics and scientists, you know, think this all just happened. Or, you know, everything just kind of happened just right at the same time, you know. Like, how are we just right in size, you know, if we were, you know, a tad closer to the sun? I'm sure you've heard all of this. You know, we burn up, or if we were just a tad away, we'd freeze up. You know, some people just say, that just happened. And, you know, and this is kind of just shows the wisdom of, of, of God, how he created the world in such a perfect way, and yet now he's giving us that same exact wisdom to live our lives and yes we're we're clinging to him and that's what makes it makes it work is we're trusting in him to kind of decide for us but we're making our thoughts like god's thoughts or at least we're trying to that's the whole plan we're trying to become more like christ every day and it's a very hard challenge we'll never meet it but yet we're still supposed to you know try you know and it even goes back, you know, by his knowledge, the deeps broke open. You know, this is a reference to the flood story, where God knew such judgment was necessary and knew how to make it happen. So then the clouds dropped dew, and it's what God did after he flooded the earth. You know, dew is a very important source of water, because before the flood happened, there was no rain. The only way to, I guess, quote-unquote, water your crops to have life is by dew, you know. 
They have many rainless summers, and so they are very dependent on the dew. And so the dew provides that necessary thing to renew creation. And so God did the same after the flood. He renewed creation much like dew. And Solomon's such a great author where he connects all the stuff where if you're, you know, if you take it back to Solomon's day, what he's reading here, or who his target audience would be, you know, they're they're making these connections. They're just like, wow. It's so intertwined. It's you know. Have you ever seen that um, that timeline of like where it just shows like a bunch of arcs back and forth of how like the Bible's connected? I mean, this is just one of them. How everything is perfect. And Dylan, you jump in. Whatever. I'm I'm now on twenty one. <laughs> Picking up verse twenty one. You know, I'll read it again just because I read a whole lot and I really didn't mean to. <laughs> My son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. And they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. I'm going to read to 26. Uh, then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. And if you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. And do not be afraid of sudden terror or the ruin of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence. Now, this wisdom is not something that should you know, should be just glanced at, like you're flipping through Instagram or something. You know, this requires kind of constant attention and on your end being doing that due diligence of really pursuing it. And this brings out real benefits to your life. I mean, it says them all right there. You know, those benefits are, he says, then you will walk on your way securely. You know, if we don't lose sight of this wisdom, God's going to guide our paths and down safety. And that was... uh a topic that we talked about a couple of chapters ago, but you know, if you lie down, you will not be afraid. And when you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. You know, there are two creatures in the world where the conditions have to be near perfect for them to fall asleep. One is a sheep. How, I mean, again, another connection, another rabbit hole. And the other ones is uh, is us, you know, in order for the sheep to sleep, they have to feel safe, protected. And you know, we're the same way. You're not going to fall asleep. Just, in the middle of the road, surrounded by just whatever, you know, it's not going to happen. You're going to find a place that's peacefully, you're going to sleep peacefully and safely. And you see, the wise let go of fear and kind of releases a lot of anxiety when you feel safe and secure, you know, and then we'll keep going. The, the Lord, then, you know, my favorite part, 26, for the Lord will be your confidence. This is, you know, one of my favorite pieces of text in Proverbs. This is, a, this is the thing, in my opinion, that people lack the most, confidence. Not in themselves, but in Him. You know, in John 16, Jesus says to His disciples, and I'm paraphrasing, guys, be of good cheer when you face tribulations. I have overcome the world. You know, and that, I read that passage a lot because... You know, if I'm a follower of Jesus, I'm trusting in him, I'm really clinging on to him. You know, if Jesus overcame it, then why sometimes I'm or we are so afraid of it? It's just something to think about. I, I, you jump in whenever. I'm just kind of Well, gonna... think about Peter here. When Peter was in prison, um, you know, he was in chains between two... Uh, are you cold? I'm good. My hands are just a little cold. You're I good. Too. Oh, um, you're down if you want. But... When Peter was in prison and in chains and, you know, basically the night of his expected execution, what was he doing? He was sleeping. He was sleeping. You know, he was, he was chilling because he had, and I Jackson says, 
a lot of people lack confidence in God. I mean, I do, I do sometimes. I'm not afraid to, to admit that, not on purpose, just because, you know, you let anxiety and fear win. But this verse um, really is the epitome of really all of Proverbs. And all of the things of wisdom, all of the, the letters and the, the poems and all these things, this verse sums all of it up. If we can trust in the Lord and in his wisdom, then we can have that confidence. Again, like Jackson said, not in ourselves, but in God. So we'll be able to sleep peacefully. Peacefully and live peacefully. So I'll let you t- go ahead. I'm going to read the last couple chapters, and Dylan, you just take it away. Reading chapters, wow. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, verse 27. 27. Do not withhold good for those to whom it is due, when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will get it, when you have it with you. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. Do not envy a man and do not choose any... Uh, oh, excuse me. I almost skipped a little a important part. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. For the devious person is an abomination to the Lord, but the upright are in his confidence. The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. Toward the scorners... He is scornful, but to the humble he gives favor. The wise will inherit honor, but the fools get disgrace. Take it away, Penny. So, to me, this is my favorite. You know, but when it starts here and says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do so. Do not say to your neighbor, uh, Go and come again tomorrow and I will give it. When you have it with you, um, give it away. And that's something that I I really like. Um, I guess that would be my love language. Maybe, I guess we all have a love language, and, and that's mine. So Solomon here is giving a practical example, and maybe not, it's not necessarily things. He's not saying, you know, do not withhold good possessions or good money or, or whatever, but basically what he's saying is that we need to do good when it is in our power to do so, you know, and Hey, it doesn't have to be in the form of money. It doesn't have to be in the form of, of gifts, but he's saying if if, to be full of wisdom and to live the way God intends Christians to live, when you have an opportunity to do good and it is in your power of your own hands to do it, then don't wait. Do it right away. That's what he's saying in verse 28. Don't go to your neighbor and say, go and come again tomorrow and I'll give it to you when you have what you're supposed to give in your pocket. You know, that's what, that's the verse. So I've always been really bad with gifts because when I get a gift, I want to give it right away. So here, here's how my Christmas shopping goes. Um, I love to go Black Friday shopping and I love the deals. I love just Christmas shopping in general. I like to shop for a while for myself, selfishly. <laughs> like, a couple hours, though, and I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I could Christmas shop 
for days. I agree. Until I had nothing left. <laughs> like, I could Christmas shop for probably three consecutive days and probably not even blink. I agree. But Something what like I have it. to do after I Christmas shop, oh, <laughs> Pepsi came back again, <laughs> is either put them in a closet and shut the door or put them in a different room or wrap them right away, put them under the tree, and then I'll forget what's in there. <laughs> because because I will I want to give gifts as soon as I get them because I'm just so excited. Right. But we should also be equally as excited to do good to people when we can. Now, is that saying that every living breathing moment of our lives that we're going to be able to give? No, you can't pour from an empty cup. Sometimes, you know, you just don't have anything to give and that's why I think that little sidebar is in there you know, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power. You know, not all the time, because sometimes you can't. But, you know, do not refuse a kind gesture gesture when it is in your power to do it. Right? And then he kind of goes on to say, um, do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Don't betray people. You know, here's the reality. We're not all perfect. We're not, you know, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to say things we don't mean. We're going to, you know, unexpectedly hurt someone's feelings or whatever. But what this is saying is, you know, don't go to somebody who trusts you, who's with you, who's this, the ESV is, says, who's trustingly dwelling or who dwells trustingly beside you. But basically... Don't betray your friend. Don't betray, don't plan evil um, against somebody. You know, God's wisdom teaches us to treat others well. Or the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. You know, we're not perfect. We all make mistakes. We all say things we don't mean. We all, you know, act ways that we look back and we say, you know, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. You know, as Christians, especially to our Christian friends, you know, we can't stab somebody in the back. We can't, you know, even if they do evil to you, you know, consider why, consider, you know, what they did. And then it says, do not contend with a man for no reason um, and do not choose any of his ways for the devious person is an abomination to the Lord, um, but the upright are in his confidence, the Lord's. Curses on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteousness towards the scorners. He is scornful, but, but, but to humble, um, he gives favor. The wise will inherit honor, and fools will get disgrace. So he's just saying, you know, if we're going to be wise, then live that way. In every interaction that you have, don't be devious. I love that word. Don't be devious. <laughs> you know, don't be a menace I can think on of some purpose. people who are devious. Amen. <laughs> But, you know, don't, don't do that on purpose. Now, are we going to do that? Maybe. But maybe not intentionally. Right? So, Jackson, bring us home. Bring, bring us home. Or just whatever you have to say and then finish us up. Okay. I want to I touch on 34 real quick. So, it says, Toward the scorners, he is scornful, but to, but to the humble, he gives favor. Now, this statement is in the Bible two more times. And it shows us the difference between pride and humility. Uh, pride 
sets God as our adversary. You know, he's our enemy. And in, hum- and in humility, you know, invites the grace of God. You know, we want to cultivate that humility so we can embrace more of God, having that trusting mindset um, to God that He's going to take care of us. He is like uh, what we were talking about in verses 21 through 26. Oh, we have so much to gain from it um, by trusting in Him, by doing what He says, by obeying His Word. Um, but don't get confused with being in it just for what you can get out of it. Be in it to, for the love that you have for God because He loves you. Um, and going back because I want to tie it in, why wait? <laughs> As Dylan will wait. <laughs> why wait? Why wait? As Dylan will try some black coffee tonight probably. I'm, I'm going to find a way to get it. Get it here. But it's the same for y'all. Why wait on trusting in the Lord? You know, uh, see what happens. I always, you know, people are always hesitant a lot of times when coming to church. It can never hurt. If you're listening to this and this might be the only Bible you get, that's awesome. I'm glad we provide that for you. But give it a chance. You never know what can happen or what God has planned for your life until you start trusting in Him. So this week... Uh, was the finishing up of Proverbs 3. We're going to be in Proverbs 4 uh, next week. Sorry for the delay of this episode. We've been moving, but all for good reasons. Dylan's been preaching. Uh, he's preaching Wednesday, so it, it's always never never passed up an opportunity to preach. So um, thanks for listening. Hope you have a great week. We love you, and more importantly, Jesus loves you. Amen. Amen. Wait before we leave. Drumstick. I need to update update the time the people yes real fast um everyone stay on the edge of your seats don't mm-hmm. don't tune us out do yet and why not why not tune us out well because Christmas is 114 days five hours 44 minutes and 31 seconds amazing we hope you have a great week Merry Christmas Happy New Year. <laughs>